This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We wish you a warm welcome from the Christian Crusaders Internet and radio ministry. As we navigate life in this world, we all find at one time or another that we could use a little help from our friends. This is certainly true in the life of a Christian as well. Please stay with us as we talk about the help Jesus promised his disciples after the resurrection and is available to us as well. In today's message entitled, Good News for Those Who Are Saying, I Can Use All the Help I Can Get. As a follower of Jesus Christ, I've discovered along the way that I can use all the help I can get as I strive to live out my faith in this world and serve Jesus each day. Well, the good news today is help has arrived in a very big way. I hope you'll stay with us and find out more about that. We begin our service in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty God and Father, we praise you this day for your faithfulness. You always keep your promises, and you've never deserted this world of yours. We approach your throne of grace today grateful for all that you've done to rescue us and bring us to yourself. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from John chapter 15, beginning at verse 18. These are the words of Jesus to his disciples before he was arrested and taken away to be crucified. He said to them, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you don't belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. And that is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. 
If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what's written in their law. They hated me without reason. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Friends, there have been times in my ministry when I'm struggling with writing a sermon for the week or I'm overwhelmed by a big project that I've taken on. And in talking with a friend about the challenges I'm facing, he'll say, I'll be praying for you. And my response is typically, I can use all the help I can get. I imagine that many of you have probably uttered those same words at one time or another. And I'll bet those disciples of Jesus were feeling the same sentiment as he spoke to them about the challenges that lay ahead for them as he had them in that upper room. He said basically this, you are going to take some hits for me. He explained, he said, you know, I told you earlier, the student is not above the master. Well, if they hated me, if they rejected me, there will be many who will respond to you in the same way as you continue on as my disciples in this world, belonging to me instead of the world, throwing your loyalty and identity to me instead of the beliefs and values of those that are opposed to your Heavenly Father. And of course, we know Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. We read of these disciples being arrested, standing in courts before the powers that be, being persecuted for their faith, thrown out of communities, some stoned to death, tortured, fed to the lions, and executed as the stories in the book of Acts tell us. They all died as martyrs. 
it hasn't stopped throughout history. And we still see the truth of these words of Jesus in our modern world today. I regularly get uh, an e-newsletter from a, a group called Voice of the Martyrs, and the stories that I read there are just so tragic. There are other places on this globe that anti-Christian hatred is expressed and where Christians are openly attacked for their belief in Jesus Christ. North Korea, Pakistan, Iran, Yemen, Afghanistan, Laos, China, and the list goes on and on. And it's also true in the West, but in more muted ways. It might come in the form of disapproval or ridicule, uh, pressures to conform, shunning, harassment, lost opportunities, a condescending attitude, intolerance, name-calling. I remember years ago reading of a story uh, written by a child's mother who said my child was at a overnight party one time and just a little elementary school uh, kid and they were watching some things on TV and he said, I wonder if Jesus would watch this stuff course the host was horrified that uh, that uh, this child pointed this out and apologized to the mom and dad but the mother who wrote the story uh, the mother of this child said it's a funny thing after that happened my child was never invited to another party I've had friends who have said to me when I've told people that I'm a Christian they'll say to me you're kidding me I thought you were more intelligent than that and of course, we know we're oftentimes referred to as intolerant or narrow because of our belief of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by Him. Well, those disciples had to have been thinking, this is too much for me to put my head around. I'm going to need some help, all the help I can get. First, Jesus, you notice, gave him some reassuring words. He said, some will reject, but you'll have some wins along the way. Some will believe, and in in the midst of these negatives, some will respond positively and put their belief in me and follow my teachings. But it's in these last two verses of our text for today that Jesus gives some powerful assurance. He said, and I'm sending you help. Help is on the way. Listen to these words. He said, When the Advocate comes, which can be translated helper, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. He promised them a helper, and he kept his promise. Today is Pentecost in the church year. We remember the day that help arrived, just as Jesus had said. He testified to Jesus on that first Pentecost. There was wind and flames and tongues of fire, different languages, 3,000 conversions to the Christian faith, changed lives, all in a very hostile environment, the city where Jesus was crucified. And all of this was the working of the Holy Spirit, testifying, convicting, converting through those disciples as they testified themselves about God's mighty deeds in Jesus Christ. That evening, I have to believe Peter probably said to Andrew as they were sitting around a campfire, Wow, Jesus wasn't kidding about this helper. Look at what happened today in the very city that killed him. And guess what? 
That same helper, the Holy Spirit, is available today. And that's where I want to spend a few moments with you today. If you're feeling like, I need all the help I can get following Jesus and serving him in the world, you've got help. He is good news for you and me. You're you're not alone. Jesus has not abandoned you to take on life by yourself. It's true we need all the help we can get, but you and I have a terrific helper, the Holy Spirit. What do you know about the Holy Spirit? He doesn't really get all that much attention in the church. I mean, you look at history and there's always kind of a fear and uneasiness about the Spirit. There's church division as we read in the book of Corinth about the spiritual gifts. I remember even in my own congregation growing up when the charismatic renewal movement was really taking off and uh, there was a lot of division in our congregation over this, some looking down on others who didn't have that gift of tongues. In the old days, I remember we called him the Holy Ghost, which gave me the willies as a kid. And he's known for change, and change makes Christians a bit nervous, I think, in the church. Our famous seven last words, we've always done it this way before. And then the supernatural, it can scare us a bit. I heard a story about this church in Great Britain that was very formal and didn't give much place to the Holy Spirit. It was also pretty much a dying congregation. There was a a woman who had just become a Christian, and she was born again and very excited about what she'd experienced through the Holy Spirit on a retreat. In the middle of the service after a hymn, she shouted, Hallelujah! One of the ushers standing in the back came and tapped her on the shoulder and said, Shh, madam, you mustn't say that here. And she whispered back, But I'm so excited. I got Jesus. I got religion. And he said, Well, you didn't get it here, madam. (laughs) So who is he actually? Well, he's not a force. Like in Star Wars, may the force be with you. And he's not an it, as I sometimes hear the Holy Spirit referred to as it. The Holy Spirit is a who. He has a will. He calls. He guides. He chooses. He loves. He gifts people. He changes them with his fruit and shapes and teaches and begins to bring to remembrance the teachings of Jesus. He's the third person of the Trinity, oftentimes described as the shy one of the Trinity, because he doesn't really want to bring attention to himself, but to Jesus. He's always pointing us to Jesus. He's present in the whole biblical story from Genesis on, when the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, all the way to Jesus' baptism as he descended upon him in the form of a dove. And now we see him coming to the disciples being poured out, just as Jesus promised. He knew we needed help. And so now the Spirit comes. And the word Jesus uses to describe him is paraclete, which means helper, advocate, comforter, counsel, basically one who comes alongside to help us, encourage us, comfort us, strengthen and guide us. And he empowers, he's mighty, and he changes us. And he draws us closer to the Heavenly Father. There's a story I came across that uh, when when a little ship would get in trouble on the Mediterranean Sea, a large ship would go out to it. There was this one ship, and it would come alongside and bring it to the safety of the harbor. You know what the name of that ship was called? 
the Paracletos, Paraclete, the one who comes alongside and helps. You see, God in his grace has not left us alone to fend for ourselves, but he has given us someone to come alongside of us. And Jesus says he even dwells in us and powers us. And why is he here? Jesus tells us in this passage to come alongside as we serve Jesus in a world that needs Jesus and doesn't even know it. He comes to testify to the truth of Christ, his teachings. He comes to glorify Jesus as he did on that first Pentecost when he made his appearance, which you read about in Acts 2. He's here to keep pointing us to Jesus and the truth about him, that he's the Son of God and the Savior of the world and Lord of Lords. And we need his encouragement and strength. It can be so tempting to quit on the faith, to give up trying to serve Jesus, to give up trying to share him with others when you're taking it on the chin again and again or when life gets hard and seems unfair. The Holy Spirit comes alongside and points us to Jesus again and again and again, and he reaffirms for us the truthfulness of the revelation of God in Christ. He says, it's true. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Don't let that one go. He helps us to understand Jesus more and more, to grow in our personal knowledge of him and in him. G. Campbell Morgan, the great preacher, wrote in his commentary on Acts, 30 minutes after Pentecost, the disciples knew more of Christ than they had learned through three years of following him as Jesus of Nazareth. What's the difference? The Holy Spirit. And he is our confidence builder. He's powerful and makes us new. And so when we step out in mission, we know, we know for a fact We're not alone in this mission. The Spirit is at work, even in our most feeble attempts. And I know about feeble attempts. I've been in situations where I've shared the gospel with people and thought they are never going to buy into this. And then they come back to me later and say, I want to hear more. And eventually, many of them ask Christ into their lives. It's not because of anything special that I did. I know it's the working of the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us that the Spirit is here to help us point others to him. And he empowers those words of ours of the good news of what Christ has done when he went to the cross for our sins and paid the penalty and the separation between God and ourselves was there taken care of as Jesus took God's wrath upon himself for our sins. And God raised him up again on the third day. And everyone who comes to Christ is saved and has a new relationship with God. In a commentary I was looking at, it says that the coupling of the witness of the Spirit with that of the disciples defines their reciprocal relationship. Without the witness of the Spirit... The disciples' witness would be powerful, but without the disciples' witness, the Spirit would be restricted in his means of expression. That's why Jesus went on to say, he said, and you must be my witnesses. You're a team. We know from Scripture, the Apostle Paul tells us that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except 
by the Holy Spirit. I love what Martin Luther said in his meaning of the third article in his small catechism. I believe that I cannot by my own understanding or effort believe in Jesus Christ or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts. So how can I have the Holy Spirit working in my life, helping me? There's a little story about a boy. He said to his grandpa one day when they were out on grandpa's sailboat on the lake, Grandpa, explain to me what is the wind. And wise old grandpa said, I can't explain the wind to you, but I can teach you how to raise your sail. And that's what we want to look at. How do we raise our sail to the wind of the Holy Spirit as he is sometimes described the breath of God that gives new life and power. Well, the first way to raise your sail is simply to open up the Word of God itself, to read it daily, to study it, be a student of the Word, and put it to work in your life. It doesn't do that much good for you if you're not willing to apply it into your daily living. And you will soon find that the Holy Spirit uses that as his tool. The Word is the sword of the Spirit. And he'll come to fill you up as you involve yourself in the community of faith, the church, your brothers and sisters in Christ, as you confess together and hear the absolution and the message from the Word, in the Lord's Supper, in the fellowship of small groups with others that are in the same boat as you and studying the Word of God and seeking to be faithful to God as you are. The Holy Spirit shows up. Remember, the disciples on Pentecost were together that day when the Spirit arrived, and they were finally praying. So we ask in prayer for him to come to us and help us, to fill us, to lead us, to give us a fresh indwelling of his power and wisdom and peace and joy. It's an interesting thing I noticed. Uh, when new members join our church these days, we pray in the liturgy near the end of that little service that God would continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and daily increase in them as gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in God's presence. Pray. So that is my prayer for you today. Since help has arrived and is available to you as a follower of Jesus Christ, he's here to help you stand up for Jesus and live out your faith in a dynamic and joyful way in a world that sometimes isn't very open to the gospel of Christ. And it's simply a matter of asking him in today, saying, come Holy Spirit, I need your help. I need your help. And he will come today and every day. And you will have strength, and you will have the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of counsel and might, and knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, and joy, as you live out your life in God's presence. Amen.
Would you pray with me? Lord, when we think about these words of Jesus, about the world and us, they make us a little uneasy, uncomfortable. The thought of others responding to our faith in Christ with rejection or ridicule or even hostility makes us cringe a bit. Give us the courage to stand up for Jesus in all we say and do, and to trust in the presence and the power of the helper that you've given us, your Holy Spirit. We give thanks for him today and pray, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, heal me, use me, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Now as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message will help you stand up for Jesus and live out your faith in a dynamic and joyful way, asking the Holy Spirit for strength. If you enjoyed today's message and have the means to do so, we invite you to prayerfully and financially share in Christian Crusaders' mission, which is to provide a weekly worship service proclaiming Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and personal Savior to all who receive Him. We are a nonprofit 5013C, listener-supported ministry. All contributions to this ministry are considered tax-deductible. Please send your donation to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Or you can call us toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We deeply appreciate your prayers and financial gifts. We are excited about our redesigned website. Visitors to our site will discover easy-to-find links to our current message as well as previous messages and other useful information. Please take a moment to check it out today at www.christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you were able to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.